Okay, guys, listen up. Seltzer is all the rage these days, and now there's even hard seltzer. Speaking of which, have you tried Bud Light Seltzer? so good. It's seltzer with a hint of fruit flavor. And get this, it's only 100 calories, two grams of carbs, and less than one gram of sugar. Plus, it's gluten-free. It's perfect for when my friends are bugging me to have a drink with them, and I don't want hard alcohol. I can just have my Bud Light seltzer. Thank you very much. I'm obsessed with the black cherry, but it also comes in strawberry, lemon lime, and mango. I mean, make that sound better. I bet you want to try them all right now, right? This is making me extremely thirsty. Bud Light Seltzer, unquestionably good. Okay, guys, Audible is offering our listeners a free 30-day trial membership and a free audiobook. All you've got to do is go to audible.com forward slash exercise. They've got over 180,000 audio programs. Audible content has audiobooks, broadcasting, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, you name it. I personally am reading the Einstein prophecy right now. That's very interesting. I highly recommend it. That's audible.com forward slash exercise, E-X-E-R-C-I-S-E. Check it out. You're listening to The Jillian Michaels Show. And now, Jillian Michaels. Hello, Manis. Hello, Jillian. Yeah, what's going on? Well, some personal things, which I will be able to talk a little bit more about a little bit later. You're dating. No. No, No, not dating. Okay. Okay. No. Quite happy with that, though. Quite happy with the celibacy thing, let me tell you. Oh, (laughs) God. That's because you you, brainwashed yourself into thinking this is going like the I'm reclaiming this celibacy. It's a wonderful... That very handsome man across the street coming with his scarf and his hat. Okay. okay. That's D.L. Hughley. Oh, is it? Yeah. It is too. Okay. <laughs> Are you gonna go straight now? No. no That's oh, what yeah. it took. It took the biracial thing to get her going. Nice. Bam. He's a cool dude. Yeah. He's very handsome. He's coming right in here. Oh, come on, Janice. Get out there. Is that... Don't fart, though. Yeah, remember the one fellow I farted? Oh. Oh, I ruined that. I know. I was ruined for you. Terrible. Well, you didn't help by calling him in the studio. Well, you... Buddy, you stuck your ass outside the door, (laughs) ripped one. He was already there. Like, the damage was done. Well, better better out there than in here. Okay. You sure you don't want to go... We could... He probably walked right in and go grab him. Yeah, go get him. No, it's okay. I'm good. I'm good. Now, did you have a little something to chat? As another one. <laughs> oh, another cute guy. You're straight all of a sudden. This might be why you're celibate. Maybe you've been a closet hetero all these years. No. Are you ready to come out? I think it is time. No. We've often suspected, haven't we, Jake? That I'm straight? We've known the whole time. We think this is why you haven't been with anybody. Oh, come out no. of that closet, girl. Oh, Come no. on, buddy. We'll still Ain't love gonna you. happen. Come on, Janice. I'm a self-proclaimed butch. You're not, though. You're a bottom, which also is no, probably worse. No, I'm a lazy st- top. No, you're, you're a bottom. <laughs> and I'm not a bottom. No, you... Buddy. Jillian, I am not a bottom. You're a bottom. No, no. Is there is I've there seen... such thing as a bottom yes. in a 
Oh, Les- for sure, Les- yeah. Really? Yeah, some people are more equal, but some couples are definitely top slash bottoms, and Janice is a, is, is a bottom. How, how does that work? Because with guys, obviously, <laughs> there is a... She just lays there, basically. Oh. Yeah, that's lazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, in, in, in the gay world... Oh, well, guys, yeah, there's a very clear bottom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Janice just lays there, and then All right, whoever then what, then what, would you, do their do. Then what Janice, are you? Um, I'm more versatile. Top top tending though. Well, I th- I think I am tending too. No, I've seen some of your trending. Exes and you are a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Maybe she is straight. I think maybe. Oh please, Janice like, will we love have, you do anyway. Do we have something to discuss here besides? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are the rules again? The rules. Uh, no eating. Don't say. Stop it. And don't, say don't make fun F- of the spots. And don't make don't make comment <laughs> on the on the uh, spots. Oh dear. Okay. Now I did, did have something I was going to tell you about. I know you do. Hmm. I didn't really have time. Hmm. I haven't had time to dig through all this Vietnam stuff. I saw uh, very cool pictures that you posted. Yeah. I saw some really cool. There was one beautiful one of you in a mark there was just the colors i just i love all oh, that was hanoi yeah hanoi oh was rad God, i liked hanoi a lot beautiful um here's the thing about vietnam hmm southeast asia is never quite i 10 years ago i went to laos thailand and cambodia angkor was cool but it's like disneyland man it's just like you literally feel like you're at disneyland gazillions and gazillions and gazillions of tourists mm. um and thailand has become like that for me too I thought Vietnam might not be like that, and honestly, it, it is in a lot of in a lot of very on the beaten path kind of places. And I think that was our, our a mistake that we made is we were like, well, we don't have a ton of time, so you know, what are the must sees? Oh, you know, Hanoi, Saigon, uh, or Ho Chi Minh City. I'd say Saigon because most of the people from Saigon say Saigon, um, Halong Bay, whatever. Uh, but the, the interesting thing about Southeast Asia is that I don't ever quite... It's going to sound ridiculous. I don't ever quite feel like I'm away. You know, like you're in Japan, you're on another planet. Oh, I see what you're, you're saying. You're in India, you're on another planet. You're in Africa, and a giraffe walks past you. You're on another planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you're in another world. Yeah. Um, it's very, you know, it's very westernized. And there's no more... It's not Indochine. You know, there's no... It's not Miss Saigon. You know what I'm saying? Like, old Asia is gone. Unless it's in Myanmar, which is the only spot I haven't been that just opened up. So I think if it's if there's a time to go, you go now. Um, but the one thing... And there, the, inter- the other interesting thing about Vietnam that I was trying to kind of understand is that a lot of them are freaking atheists, which is really bizarre for... For a country thought, in that part of the world, right? I thought it would have been strong Catholic there for some very, reason. Very little. Very wow. little. Predominantly, those who are religious are predominantly Buddhist. I think like 10% is Catholic. Um, and then there's not, you know, even in Thailand, like they've got their Muay Thai. You know, they've got their, they've got like different countries have their different forms of martial arts. Or, you know, India's got like yoga over thousands and thousands of years. And mm-hmm. then there's Muay Thai over here. And there's Thai massage over there. And then have serious crazy buddhism like in the blood in india it just in vietnam there's not anything to really hang your hat on and it's not like over bazillions and bazillions of years we've extrapolated this form of blank you know or you don't you don't 
there's not like the thing to buy, the thing to try, the thing to do, the food actually. Pho. The food. Pho, which is fantastic, yes. right? Which is like this noodle soup and um, mm. it's either chicken or beef and I, I was getting it vegetarian because I wasn't eating and going on this whole another story for a different day. But uh, so the food's great, right? And that's that's uniquely Vietnamese. Um, but even like as I was trying to kind of, I'm like, well, there's nothing to buy. There's nothing to try other than the food. I was looking at the country, and I'm like, well, it's pretty, but there's, like, scooters and everything's in the Roman alphabet, and it's, it's tourists everywhere, and okay. The one thing I realize is that this is a country that's been at war for about 1,200 years. Yeah. So they were at war with China for 1,000 years. Then they were at war with the French for a little over 100 years. Then they were at war with us for, quite honestly, about 20 years from a financial perspective, and then, you know, we obviously got in there and had troops on the ground. Um, and in that time, I don't really think that there was an ability to kind of be like, this is ours, this is uniquely Vietnamese, because they were so busy constantly having invasions from different... Of so other cultures. Right, yeah. so it's like the French came in and changed their language, which was Chinese, because the Chinese came in and gave them that alphabet. Then, you know, it's just like, I thought that was fascinating. So in looking at that, I'm like, all right, Imagine, and then you go visit like the Coochie Tunnels, which is where the Viet Cong um, had built this entire underground city uh, just outside of like an hour and a half outside of Saigon. And it's, I mean, you when you learn the things these guys did, they would make shoes out of tires from American trucks and they would wear them backwards so the troops could never figure out where they were. I mean, they, they were they were brilliant. They were they were geniuses. Like they would create these booby traps out of shrapnel from bombs that we would drop that wouldn't detonate. Like everything they had to fight us, they got from us. They mm. they took batteries off of us for their time. Everything they figured out. And like their their strategy with like one gazillionth of the resources, um, they managed to turn against us and defeat the war. And if you or defeat us and beat us in the at the war, and one of the interesting things about that, of course, is that I am an American. Mind you, I was born, you know, in 74, which is the year the war came to an end. But I'm having a conversation with one of our guides in Hanoi who's my age, a little younger than me. And he's telling me about Vietnam as he's growing up. And it's like, you know, they went through this whole period of not having food, of just, you know. There, there are people alive today, my age, that were born in those tunnels. So... On one part of the world, I'm being born at, you know, some hospital room. And at the same time, someone who's born on the same day as me in Vietnam is being born in one of those tunnels, mm. 30 meters underground, you know, with no fr fresh air in the dark, with bombs exploding overhead. I mean, and yet, when you look at the country now, it's booming. It's on the up and up. It's still communist, but it's really weird because it's not. There's like a prod on every corner. There's independent business. There are Vietnamese, there's a Vietnamese billionaire. Like things are privately owned. They're not owned by the state. So it's definitely confusing. I don't understand the politics of it or the socioeconomic status, but tourism is off the chain. The people, here's the part that's the most interesting. Beyond the food, if I was to say there was one unique thing to Vietnam that I will never forget, it's the people. They are A, so smart. I mean, unbelievably intelligent. B, so nice, like suffocatingly nice to the point where you're like, I'm good. No, I got it. No, really. No, no I got No, I'm good. No, no, 
no, we're good. No, we're good. Don't disturb. Like, I mean, it's just like so nice and so accommodating. They, there is no, they're not jaded. And it's a young country. So a lot of the people are, you know, honestly, like they're young. They're predominantly millennials, like 40 and and under, like edge of the Gen X and then millennials. Because they would have lost a generation. Yeah, they lost a freaking generation. Yes. Yeah, they lost a um, And there are still some that are kind of left over, but it, not many. And I was like, I don't understand. How is it that you're so open because it's like Americans, French people, Chinese people, all the, they're everywhere. We're all there. The French are there. The Chinese are there. The Americans are there. The Aussies are there. And the Aussies were in Vietnam, by the way, on our side, the American side. I don't want to say our side, the American side. And not, not, dude, they start, they've started over. And I don't understand. Like, even here now, you've got, I guess, because prejudice is still very alive and well in this country, I, I hate to say. But, like, you have kids that are African-American that are 20 years old and it's like it's like the 60s right now for that generation still you know you've got right uh, you know a 12 year old boy with a play gun that was shot 12 times by police just happened to be African-American that shit is still alive and well in America we don't move on they've moved on and they're thriving but how is that possible but what you're saying it but when you forgiveness resilience but, but ingenuity you're, you're saying though what's their identity are you are you still t- trying to grab onto what their i think their identity if i was to say right now right what it is it would be resilience it would be forgiveness and it would be ingenuity and the talent of reinvention do you do you think it comes from like our values versus their values because everyone over here is like my freedoms my guns i need you know they don't and, do that there right so they that's what everyone that here is like valuing that crap no. and then it's like makes them into not so, so great. they're peaceful people they're yes very- yeah they are i mean like they want change in their country but they don't want violence so they want to try to do what burma has done or i'm sorry myanmar has oh my- done um, with Aung San Suu Kyi, who's like the female Gandhi, although that took 20 years, but they don't want Egypt. They don't want Libya. You know, they don't want violence. Um, but I just looked at this and I was like, I find it amazing that they could forgive all these Americans, Chinese, French. They don't hold grudges. And in not holding a grudge, they've not only been able to move on, they've been able to thrive and flourish, which I just think is incredible. Um, speaking of just, I, I've been, cause I've been dying to ask you Which this. is something I cannot, I've never been able to do. <laughs> do. Did you find like, you know, throughout Europe, there's, um, memories, there's significant, uh, World War II, World War II, like yep. every, like, you know, everywhere, cemeteries and, and Auschwitz, you know I mean? There's yep. definite reminders. Is there in Vietnam? Yes. War Remnants Museum in Saigon. Um, there's the Coochie Tunnels, right, outside right, of Saigon. Tunnels, right, uh, yes, they remember. And yes, at the War Remnants Museum, it, they call it the American War, not not the Vietnam War, obviously. And, you know, they're like war crimes by America. Um, oh, really? Uh, but, it's, but remember, that's been there since 69. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, all that propaganda against, about the war, et cetera, has been, has been there since the 60s. But they don't, go they don't visit they don't you know they'll talk to you about it um if you ask 
And they'll explain to you, oh, yeah, these tunnels and blah, blah, blah. And, oh, yeah, we got the war. But they don't, like, they'll pick you up on their scooter and take you from A to B. They they don't look at you and go, oh, American. Not at all. They don't stop and go, we were wronged. No, they're moving on, dude. They're moving on. They're like, tourism, yes, America, welcome, money, come on. So maybe that is their, you know, when you said you, searching for their identity, you're absolutely but right. But had they held on to these grudges, mm-hmm. right, they would never be where they are. Yeah. And I'm looking at a kid who is my, a kid, a guy who's my age, right, whose father fought in the war. My dad didn't have to fight in the war by some fluke. Whose father fought in the war, who lost relatives, and, you know, he and I are having a conversation like we could be... I said to Heidi, I was like, I'd hang out with this guy if he lived... He would be one of our group. Yeah. Isn't it bizarre when you think about parallel lives? Like yes. someone parallel... Not, like, completely opposite. Your upbringing's completely opposite, but completely walk in the world in parallel. Opposite. Yeah. Yes. So, I don't know. I just thought that kind of resilience and that kind of ingenuity and, and just... I To be so smart and to be so war-torn and to be so sweet was just such a dichotomy i might i couldn't wrap my brain around mm-hmm. it I, I so i think if i'm going to take something away from this i realize that to move forward you have got to let go and you know i'm the queen of a grudge I'm like, i'll get you <laughs> i will get you i remember shit that happened 25 years ago i'm like back when i was in the seventh grade i nailed that bitch kem tepper on my don just jillian just watch i out her like that fucking bully fuck you sorry janice quack that shit but it's like i don't let that shit go ever well, you're not alone. I mean, we Ever. We, we are a culture of I re- grab of, that of, and I just of, I of hold on. So that's just, I just will get way. you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well very cool. All. That was interesting. Very, that's very interesting. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. All right, calling all my chefs out there who don't have time to cook anymore. Check out plated.com. These guys have gourmet chefs who design recipes every week. You can go online. You can pick out recipes that you like. It doesn't matter if you're vegetarian, if you're meditarian, a.k.a. paleo. They've got a recipe for you. They deliver everything right to your door on the date that you choose. The plated box your food comes in will keep everything fresh until midnight on the day that it arrives. We're talking about chef-quality meals in 30 minutes or less. There's no waste with money. There's no waste with ingredients. And if you go to plated.com slash Jillian now, you can get a free dinner for two with your first purchase. That's plated.com slash Jillian, and I highly recommend the mushroom pappardelle with mascarpone cheese. That's the one I'm into. Plated.com slash Jillian. All right, foods that make you hungrier. Oh, okay. AKA the devil. The devil. All right, foods that make you hungrier. Yes. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Obviously, white flour. White flour, Janice. In a recent Spanish study, researchers tracked the eating habits and weights of more than 9,000 people and found that those who ate two or more servings of white bread a day were 40% more likely to become overweight or obese over a five-year period compared to those who ate less of it. 
just bread, or are you talking white flour and like cookies I say, and all this that? This is actually on, this I found on time, but I'm elaborating and kind of taking it into my own hands as always. There's this white bread, but it says the white flour used to bake bread. But the reason to think about it is because there's no fiber, there's no nutrients, and it spikes the hell out of your insulin. And insulin obviously is a hormone released by your pancreas to take sugar out of the bloodstream. But when you eat things that turn into sugar very quickly and dump a ton of sugar into your bloodstream, like white flour, juice, things that have no fiber that get metabolized very quickly, right? Like the tissue on the fire, which just incinerates. Well, bam, that's how quickly it's turning okay. into, right? As opposed to, let's say, if we use that as an analogy and you took, let's say, steel cut oats, right? And you had oatmeal versus a piece of wh- or white bread. Right, right. White bread. Yeah. Um, think of steel cut oats as like a log on that fire in comparison to the white bread, which would be like a tissue. Then what happens is insulin pulls all the sugar out of the blood very quickly, and we'll put it in, stored in as fat. Uh, I'm giving you a terrible, terrible screwed up lesson in, in uh, biochemistry. But the bottom line is it crashes your blood sugar. Okay. So that makes it makes you hungry yeah. again. Yeah. So essentially that's what insulin does. Oh, a ton of insulin goes in, gets dumped into the system, pulls all the sugar out of the blood, and it gives you, hence, a sugar, that's what a sugar crashes. Okay. But it makes you hungrier. So white bread, juice, and of course this is such an issue because everybody is juicing these days. But yeah, the, what's with the resurgence of the juicing? It's so true. Because everybody is always like, oh, I'm cleansing, oh, I'm adding in, I'm adding in, I'm adding in, which is why I like T's philosophy of Kaizen because it's about removing bad stuff, right. not adding a bunch of stuff in to counteract the bad stuff. First, it's like going back to master your metabolism. Remove, restore, rebalance. First take out the bad, then put in the good, and you'll rebalance your system. Gotcha. So, you know, juicing, I've always said... You should juice your vegetables. You should eat your fruit. Because with vegetables, there's not a ton of sugar. There's very, if any, you know, a tiny bit and a few vegetables. But greens, no. You could you could juice greens all day long. And it would allow you to get more phytonutrients, right? Because with greens, you'd have to eat a ton of greens to get all the phytonutrients you want, which would make you, like you, extremely gassy. Mm-hmm. With juice, you're getting all that sugar of all those pieces of fruit without the fiber. With vegetables, you're getting all the phytonutrients. Even though the fiber is a good thing, you're able to get like the phytonutrients of a whole, you know, two bags of spinach. So juicing vegetables is great. Juicing fruit, limited. Not so good. Okay. Yeah, like I'd say throw an apple in with a host of other vegetables. Yeah. So it's palatable. And that and that's the only reason. So it's palatable. Okay. Uh, so juice, no. Okay. Um and if you are going to do that, I would do fruit in um, like a food processor with yogurt to make a smoothie. So you're still getting the fiber with yep. the fruit. You're not stripping the fiber. It's different. Like a um, a blender is very different than a juicer. I'd rather see you blend fruit so it has fiber. Oh, okay. Huh? Yeah, huh? that makes sense. All right. Salt. Salt, man. Oh, well, that's why you can eat chip after chip after peanut after peanut, and it never, ever stops. Yes. Uh, and, of course, a lot of times these salty snacks are loaded with simple, or you know, or, or poured all over simple carbohydrates, which boosts the insulin again. But it also <sighs> can give you a converse craving for something sweet. But you know, a lot of times these kettle food people, corn. Oh God, I love kettle corn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh dear God. Um. So, have you ever watched? Uh, this is fascinating. I watched this thing. I think it was on like. Shoot, I feel like it was on Nat Geo, but it was about um food and junk food and the chemistry of junk food and they were talking about Doritos. 
Okay. And they were saying that Doritos did something brilliant. They have this blend of flavors on the chip so that you never quite get sick of the flavor. Because there's so many different flavors. It's not one flavor that you're like, I've, I've got it. I'm, I, I have a feeling uh, of satiety. On just their regular Dorito. All of their chips. Really? That's why they, you know, they're like, you can never eat just one. Is that Doritos or Lay's? It's the same I concept. Think that's Lay's. Okay, anyway. It's the same really? Con- yeah. There's a whole thing about like biochemistry and satiety and yes. And the, How yeah. bizarre that It's not just that salt. It's like a bunch of stuff. Brains. Oh, dude. Well, then the next one on this list here is, ju- is fast food. But a lot of the stuff that they're talking about are things like high fructose corn syrup, trans fats, um, artificial sweeteners. And a lot of times these things will A, cause insulin spikes, but B, they'll also cut down the body's release of leptin, which is a hormone that controls hunger. So these things mess with your biochemistry. So they say, for instance, trans trans fat inflames the gut, potentially impairing the body's ability to produce appetite-controlling transmitters such as dopamine and and serotonin. But does anything have trans fat in it anymore? Not really. Yeah, they do. We're still phasing it out. It's like a multi-year process of phasing it out. Wow. Yeah. It's going to take several years to phase out, at least in the States. Yeah. Yeah, This is another big one. This is why I always say alcohol. Dude, I know it's been a while for you, Manis, but (laughs) they say they say three drinks can massively slash your body's production of leptin, which is that hunger hormone, and it can decrease a feeling of fullness by 30 percent. And it also depletes your carbohydrate stores, which causes you to carb to crave carbs. Sure. Which is why you go get the drunken hoagie. Yes. Middle of the night. That's right. McManus. Yeah, white pasta, which is exactly what I said, white flour. MSG, which is a flavor enhancer. Um, But again, ready for this? This one, see, think of it. These are all fake foods, right? All these things, trans fats, high fructose corn syrup, all this crap. And look at what it does. So they're showing you all these studies. So one animal study, this is also from Spanish researchers, this is about MSG, suggests that the MSG chemical triggers a 40% increase in appetite. And according to research published in the journal Obesity, that's the journal, medical journal, people who consume the most MSG are nearly three times more likely to be overweight than those who don't eat it at all. The effects of leptin, a satiety hormone made by fat cells, are blunted by the damaging effects of MSG on the hypothalamus. These chemicals F with your biochemistry. And your metabolism is your biochemistry. They literally tell your body to be fat, to to continue eating. They mess with that whole balance. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Isn't that bananas, manis? Well, yeah, they well we already mentioned, yeah. I already did artificial sweeteners all by myself. Kids cereals. I mean, this is the same crap. Yep. Yeah, it's, you know, fake everything. Tons of sugar, massive insulin swings. Um, They put pizza here. Let's see. Why did they oh, put pizza? Oh, for sure. I could eat pizza. Pizza makes you more hungry? Yes. Really? You can eat like one why? slice. Forget it. Here's why. Well, see, we get pizza. This is interesting. We get pizza from this organic place in in Malibu that uses, like, whole grain bread, like, hormone-free meat. Oh, not that I've been eating a ton of meat. But um, so they're saying that because it's white flour, hydrogenated oils, processed cheeses, preservatives in the meat, throw blood sugar levels, satiety hormones, and hunger-regulating hunger regions of the brain to the wolves, basically, is what they're saying, which is interesting. Yeah. So those are the things to... To really, that'll make you hungrier, man. Each and every one of them make complete sense to me. 
Mm. I've experienced the hunger from all of them, which is why I cannot have them in the home. It's like an Arctic blizzard in here now. <laughs> Can we just turn the air off? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> forward slash Jillian but check this company out so these guys navigate the world of fashion and they bring you the latest trends personalized just for you delivered right to your doorstep uh, they've got a fitness apparel subscription if you want one but basically it's like having your own stylist Nicole made me fill out this whole questionnaire I'm not kidding inseam sizes likes dislikes activities and it's kind of it's kind of cool actually and then they send you a box of clothes that are put together. Go to wannable.com forward slash Jillian to get started with a fitness quiz. Oh, there's no obligation to keep anything. You can send it back if you don't like it. Yeah, you can choose the prices that you want to pay. Mm -hmm. They've got designer brands. You can try all the stuff on in your house. They've got one to 10,000 different boxes of all unique things. Oh, this is neat. Wow. Go to wantable.com forward slash Jillian W-A-N-T-A-B-L-E dot C-O-M forward slash my name Janice Janice you need this okay we're back and all the way from Nebraska uh, Jillian Stephanie has a question for you hey Stephanie how are you I'm doing really well how are you Jillian I'm good what's going on bud well, um, my husband and I, we just had a baby, a little boy, Goodness. and he's amazing, but it's kind of causing some conflict in our marriage, oh, so I wanted to call him a love doctor. Uh, see, this is what, you know what's so funny about this is that we, um, you may or may not know that I have this show, and it's it's about kind of my life, my friends, my family, and we, we touch on this, and you know, the kids are, now we've had, my son's three and a half, so we've had both kids for three and a half years but Heidi wants another kid and it's this issue that we're having and I, and I am like look it took us it almost killed us you know when we first tried to kind of acclimate and we're just starting to see the light of day it's a really difficult transition for people that nobody talks about so what's is, what's yeah. going on well um so I'm in college and I'm working and I'm green for a half marathon and I'm doing a bunch of other things and I think my husband is starting to feel like I'm leaving him behind um he's kind of he has trouble being on his own without me and I'm kind of the default parent I'm doing a terrible job of explaining this I'm sorry no 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 so I get the leaving Um, him behind thing how is it how is it playing into the the parenting side of things well, with the parenting side of things, I'm the main parent. I'm the presence that's there. Okay. Um, my husband, when he's home, I feel like he feels like he needs to escape, and so he's constantly playing video games. Oh. And when he's playing video games, he has a headset on. Uh. So, I mean, he can't even hear me when I talk to him. He uh. can't even hear my son when he cries. Yeah. So, it's in a way, it's like How old is your he's son? home, he's not home, and I'm the parent. Okay. And if I need his help, okay. it's okay. a favor that he's doing me. It's not like he's doing it because he's a parent as well. All right, wait. Okay, wait. So how, how old is your son again? I'm sorry. My, my son is eight months old. Okay. Um, and has he, has he 
consistently been this way, or did he, like, slip off somewhere? I think it was when I started going back to school. And when was that? Uh, that was, my son was about three months old. Okay, okay. So he, and he was doing okay up until then? He was being amazing. I mean, like, he, he still is a completely devoted father, but, I mean, he's devoted when I'm not there, and it's almost like he tunes out when I am because he thinks I'm not working as hard as he is. Me going to school is my dream, but it's not his dream. And so sometimes I feel like him taking his attention away might be kind of like punishment. a punishment. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, I don't think this actually has anything to do with your kid. I keep looking for that. It doesn't sound like it does at all. It sounds like it's exactly what you said. Like you're, you're seeking evolution and growth in your life mm -hmm. that's threatening him. Um, and he, you're right, his defense mechanism is to, is to shut you down and shut you out. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm, I think that sometimes he feels like, like he might be a little bit alone as a as a guy. How do you mean? Does that make any sense? Explain like, it. Like that, that my roles as a wife and a mother should erase everything else and mm. that I should be more devoted or something. I don't know how to put it. Okay. I get it. Um, all yeah. right. Well, that's a very, and I don't mean he's childish, but that is a very primal uh, feeling. I remember having that feeling about my parents until I was a parent, where I was like, I don't understand oh, interesting. why I'm not your everything. I don't understand <laughs> why you can't get over your issues. I don't understand why you couldn't be there for this or be there for me <laughs> or not be like that. Or And I, until I was a parent, I was like, wait a minute, I'm more than just a mom, right? I mean... I'm still me. I, I still love the things I love. I still love my work. I still love my partner. I still like my friends. I still want to do this. I still want to do that. And I didn't understand that until I was a parent. And I was angry at both my parents for their limitations and in actuality for being more than just my parent and all those things mm -hmm. that, that let me down. Um, and I'm. it sounds like he, you know, he has this very sort of primal issue that was never resolved. In which case, you know, I would simply, you know, here's the tough part. We can speculate about what he's feeling, but that's a really dangerous game to play. I mean, we will, but then at the end of this, I'm going to encourage you. You know, you got to know what he's thinking because it's very easy for us to presume and project, right? Our issues, our feelings onto our significant other. And, we, and it could be something totally different. Um, but with that said, you know, what is his relationship like with his parents? Did he feel... Does he feel angry at them? Does he feel let down by them? Is he even in touch with any of that stuff? Actually, his relationship with his parents is amazing. Um, and my it's my relationship with my parents that's the mess, actually, of the two of us. They've kind of taken me in as a, a second child when my own family wasn't really there. So. Yeah, but there's something I, going on here. Like the fact that he's threatened by you growing evolving means that he's somewhere he has felt abandoned before somewhere well, means that he's got like some sort of deep deep-seated insecurities he never he never succeeded in school he's very smart but he's not he's not school smart if that okay. makes sense okay. okay he he always felt 
less than, than because of it. Okay. And now <clears throat> I'm I'm doing really really well in school. <clears throat> And I think that it's he thinks that because I'm succeeding, it means that he's failing. Okay. And I mean, I he's he's the kind of person he's very quiet. So getting information oh, on so his hard. feelings from him is really hard. Heidi's but that's like kind that. of what I've put oh, together. Drives me nuts. Um. Okay. Sweetie, here's here's what you need to do. I again, we could speculate on what's going on with him. Um, mm-hmm. but the only, the only way to really know is to get him to talk. And yeah. I think you need to come at this from a very loving place, but a very mm-hmm. honest place where he can't do the, you know, cause this is what I, again, we deal with this on the show where I'm like, what's the matter? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Nothing. Honey, you seem upset. I'm fine. And I mean, like literally, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like in the next scene, she's like, and you work too much and you this and you that. And it's, it's like, yeah, you gotta, <clears throat> you, you have to go to him. And I would just say, listen, honey, I feel like there's a, there's a distance between us and it's growing. Not because we don't love each other. And he's going to tell you, you're cr- if he's anything like the way you're describing, it's possible. He'll say you're crazy and nothing's wrong and he's just tired. And if he does any of that, you have to say, well, all I'm telling you is it's very real for me. This is how yeah. I feel when I feel when not you do this and you do that. This is how I feel when you come home and it seems like you're checked out and you've got your headphones on. You kind of tune me out and I feel, you know, the loss of you. I don't feel your presence. I don't feel connected. And he can tell you this way if he says, oh, you're crazy. It's all in your head. You can be like, it doesn't matter. It's real for me. So right. we've we, actually yeah. we've had a similar conversation to that. Okay. Um, he's been trying to to make time for me. Okay. But there's there's still those moments where I'm like, I feel like your video games are the other woman, and mm-hmm. I just I don't know how to compete with them. And what is he? I, th- I think that's like an escape, buddy. It sounds like he's. Is it possible he's depressed? I've wondered about that. I have. Um, I don't. I don't know what he wants to do. If yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah, I he, think he might. He said that a couple times. He sounds depressed to me. Yeah. Okay. I think he might be and, depressed. It, it sounds like he might be. You know. Forgive me for asking. How How old is he? He's 22, and oh, I'm 25. Jesus. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. All righty. He's a baby. You're dealing with a child. Literally. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i just being honest with you. Like, a 22-year-old man is, like, a baby. I, yeah. I mean, 22 is young, and 22 on a boy is really young. Um, I know. And you got to, you know, you got to, oh, boy. All right. So, Okay. You're married, you said? <laughs> yes, we're married. All right. Um, um, yes. All right. Here, here's the good news about how young he is, is that he has his whole life ahead of him, so there's, like, a ton of hope. It's not like it's over and he's washed up and there's no future. And, you know, he's got his whole life ahead of him. And I think he's just, you know, being in your 20s is not all that it's kind of cracked up to be. And it's funny because when I looked back at my 20s, and, right, you know, they always say youth is wasted on the young, right? Now that I'm 40... I look back and I'm like, 
oh, I, you know, wish I had that time again before I was so encumbered with responsibilities and a company and a family <laughs> and all this stuff that's on my shoulders. And, you know, I miss just that carefree, you know, get drunk and sleep until one in the afternoon. And the thing is, guess what? When I was in my 20s, I was so broke and had nothing and was so lost that all I did was work my ass off and scrape change together to buy gas and food. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that glamorous. It's hard. Being in your 20s and trying to figure out what the hell you're going to do with your life and how you're going to support yourself and what's going to happen is a really scary place to be. It's not an easy place to be. The 30s are that kind of magical time where you're like, all right, I finally have an idea of what's going to happen. I finally am starting to feel a little bit more confident about who I am. You know, I, I finally have a little cash so I can do I can do a little traveling or I can eat at some nice places or I can go out to that nightclub and, and tear it up a little bit. But, you know, he's he's really in a... Oy. All right. Okay. So you've had this conversation with him, and 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 where where did it leave you? He said, "I don't really know what I want to do," and he's trying he's he, trying to make time he, for you. He's trying to make time for me. Um, and in the evenings, we've been kind of hanging out one on one a little bit more after our son goes to sleep to to make sure that we're actually communicating and talking and actually just hanging out and having fun and that's been really nice it's been over the course of about a week um there was a there was one day where he said that he was going to quit playing video games entirely so that he could devote more time to us but that lasted about a day before he changed his mind and went back to it because like i I really do think it's a form of escapism oh yeah absolutely that's that's why i was wondering if he's depressed and i yeah. I think he he may be. Um, and one of the things that I would just I would do with him is A, keep talking, right? You know, keep talking, keep dialoguing with him, keep those lines of communication open, constantly re- validate how much he means to you, but also constantly let him know what you need from him. Because that's going to empower mm-hmm. him, right? Because he's not a mind reader. And the more he feels like a failure, I think the worst things are going to be. If you, oh God, if you had the money to get him into just some therapy right now, I would try. I've, I've talked to him about therapy, and it's something he's entirely against. Oh, God. Why? I mean, I've done therapy myself, and I know how, how effective it is. Why is he entirely against it? I guess it's it's kind of that macho thing coming out of him. I, I wouldn't say it's stereotypical of all guys, but for him, he just thinks he doesn't need it. Right, um, okay. I then here's yeah. I would see if you can get him to go to couples counseling with you. Mm-hmm. So I would try to get him to go to couples counseling, right? Like a gateway, okay. so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and just say like, I think we need to, you know, we're young, we're young to yeah. be married, we're young to be parents. And by the way, I'm not young, and I find all of this stuff unbelievably challenging at my age. So I can only imagine right. how challenging it must be at your age. And, you know, if I was your age, I'd never be able to do it. Never. So kudos to you to go to school, raise a child. That's incredible. Bravo. Um, Thank you. But not everybody has that kind of maturity. And I I can completely understand why he's struggling. And I think get him into counseling. Get him talking. Get him some support, right? And give each other the tools to support one another and hear each other's needs and, and try to meet them. Okay. What do you think, man? I, I know can, you're thinking. I can oh. ask him to do it. No, 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 I, no. I'm no, not you're not asking him talk. to do it. No, you're not. You're saying we need to go. For the sake See, of our I, marriage, we need to go. 
It's not an ask. And I have said similar things, but unfortunately, he's he's the type of guy where he's like, if you think you need therapy, you can go, but it's not for me. It's not therapy. It's, it's different. It's couples counseling. I've suggested that too. Okay, this isn't a suggestion. You need mm-hmm. to tell him that you're really, you know, you love him, and mm-hmm. you know, the reality of life is that love isn't enough. Learning mm-hmm. how to communicate with each other, learning how to listen to each other, and learning how to support each other is critical. Love is not enough. Okay. I cannot tell you how many relationships break up, and the couples loved each other so much. So what? If you don't know how to, if you don't know how to, if you don't know what your issues are, if you don't know what the other issue issues of the other person are if you don't know how to communicate if you don't know how to support each other if you don't know what the other person's needs are and you don't know how to meet them it doesn't matter how much you love each other so the reality is a real man isn't afraid of therapy if he wants to get macho you can let him know that a real man fights through the uncomfortable bullshit to keep sorry janice to keep his relationship together and it's not it's not an option it's an ultimatum if he wants to keep his family together because you guys are drifting apart and you're not being successful on your own. You're not. You're not. Mm-hmm. So if he wants no. to keep this family together, I, this is a necessity. What are you thinking, Janice? I see your face. Well, the only the only kind of tweet that uh, that I heard in the, in the conversation was the video game thing. I don't know how heavy duty that is, but I know... I don't know. I just, it just anyone who's experienced knows it all too well that video games... They, it's a form of addiction. Yeah. It's a form of gaming. It's a form of, ga- you know, it's so, I don't know yeah. how heavy that is, but I, I definitely it know it's a distraction. Illustrates how heavy that is. Um, the night before last, he spent from 5 p.m. Oh, until 7 a.m. playing video games. It's like a, it's he like did being, not sleep. Yeah, it's escape. Yeah, he's escaping. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, yeah, it's a major addiction. Yeah, it's and extreme. and I don't I, th- I think it sneaks up. I think it sneaks up because you don't we I, I think we never want to think. Oh no, it's just it's just a it's a way of stress relief. But no, no. It, it can turn into. No. Yeah, no. This is this is the, he's like running yeah, from the and, world. And he's acknowledged that it's a problem as well. He just doesn't know what to do with himself. That's why you need to, to go to counseling to get some answers. Yeah. And that's what you need to say. It's about answers. And a, and a person who's strong is willing to look at the places that they need help and get it. Okay. It's only, honestly, if it's in a yeah. language that he can, he can understand, only cowards can't look at the places. And I'm sorry, this is a really horrible thing to say. It's not actually the way to say it. But if we're going to play the machismo game and you can't move him, then I would use it against him. In a way okay. that normally you should never, but really it's, it's a weak thing. To not, be in it, to not be able to look at your issues. That's weakness, not strength. It's weakness to not ask for help, not strength. A courageous and strong person looks at where they need help, and they get that help, and they improve, and they move forward. Okay. I can do that. I can, I can tell them we need it. And, and, honey, you need to put your foot down because this is going to a place that is, you're going to break up anyway. So your yeah. fear of, like, giving the uh, – watch. The thing you're afraid of, which is breaking up, the way you try to avoid breaking up by pussyfooting around this is going to ca- is gonna lead to your eventual breakup anyway. So what I want you to do is to, like, dot every I, cross every T, give it everything you've got, and then if he still can't change and he can't progress and he can't evolve, at least if should the worst-case scenario come, you walk out of this with no regrets. And God no. forbid, do not stop school. Do not compromise yourself in any way. I told him I wouldn't. I mean, he, Do he not. kind of asked me to, to quit. He told me that he wanted me to quit, and no. I told him that I loved him, but yeah. I couldn't do that for him because no. 
Oh, you'll I hate mean, him. If you'll I hate I his guts. my dreams, I stop being me. Yeah, well, and you'll hate his guts. So that too. That'll be the end of you anyway. Oh, yeah. sweetie, I'm sorry. I wish I could had some sort of simple answer. I don't. And it's this stuff is complicated, and that's the problem. But I think that's the first place you guys need to go is counseling. Okay. All right. Well, I'll make sure that I do everything I can on my part to get us there. At a girl. And if and if you can't, it's not you. Remember that. Okay. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks thanks for thanks for uh um, being so generous. Well, and thank you guys. I really appreciate your show so much. I just wanted to say that I actually listened to um Jillian's story about her adoption over the time right after I had my son Aww. and I swear I was in the middle of work and I just started laughing because the exact same thoughts you were having were going through my head. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not alone. (laughs) So thank you. See, this is why I did that reality show. All right, buddy. Thank you. Oh, God, I wish there was a... Oh, Janice. That's a tough one. It's a tough one when you're not 22 and 25. Yeah, I was honestly I was surprised when when oh, 22 I was like, man. "Whoa, that changes the that that kind of yeah. just changes the whole Although, course of the game know, in a way." I've met, you know, there are people that are 42 that are more behind the eight ball than a 22-year-old because they are 20 years of being stuck in your ways. You know, if you age and don't evolve, you get worse. Yeah. So, you know, there to a certain extent there's something great about the fact that he's 22 because he's like still f- forming he's still affectable nothing's set in stone you know whereas you know if you've got 20 years of dysfunction behind you oh it's so much harder to undo tell me my sister tell me look at you (laughs) all right so we're doing a spot for this company called macweldon.com that's m-a-c-k W-E-L-D-O-N. And they sell underwear, socks, and shirts for dudes. And they've got silver in them, which, to be honest with you, is actually in my face soap because it's antimicrobial. So antifungal, anti-stinky stinks, which I kind of love. I didn't even know you could put that in clothes. They get, I told them men don't listen to the show. I think I've got five men that are secure enough to listen to the show. Uh, but this is for the ladies out there who can buy their men... Mac Weldon stuff so their junk doesn't stink. You know what Nicole did? She used my credit and she bought underwear for T-Major. Wow. Yeah, what did he get? Uh, Let's just say I know what kind of underwear T-Major wears now and which colors. Large in the front, small in the back. Mm -hmm. Gotta keep it tight. MacWeldon.com. You can get 20% off using the promo code Jillian. J-I-L-L-I-A-N. Go check it out. (laughs) 